not so long ago, actually, I think it was uh, 2014, that the FDA approved two drugs for the treatment of idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. It was an impressive event because the FDA actually approved these two drugs on the same day and in some way introduced a new class of medication, antifibrotics. We were very excited about these drugs, but we also had concerns. Um, the drugs definitely slowed down the progression of disease, but we picked a very, very limited group of patients, patients with idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis with um, the most strict criteria for diagnosis. And we had many questions. We had questions whether the patients will feel better, whether the patients will live longer. And another important question was, will we be able to expand the indications? And the reason this is important is because idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, although it's not as rare as we used to think it is, is still only the edge of the iceberg, only the tip of the iceberg, because pulmonary fibrosis affects many people. It is caused by um, uh, exposure. It is caused by autoimmune disease. And what's more important is many times when people show up to us, it's actually very hard for us to make a distinct diagnosis. We know there is progressive pulmonary fibrosis, but they don't necessarily know what is the cause, what is the mechanism. So actually knowing that the current drugs slow down fibrosis or they're not only in the limited definition of idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, but also in pulmonary fibrosis that is caused by autoimmune diseases, or pulmonary fibrosis that is caused by um, exposure to the environment, is really important. And in some ways, there's, you, you may say that now we have a different class of, of family of uh, diseases, although we haven't fully defined it to the full extent, which was we call interstitial lung diseases, fibrosing interstitial lung diseases, or interstitial lung diseases with progressive fibrosis. And there's been several recent papers that showed that both FDA-approved drugs have an effect. Of course, not every single drug combination was checked on every disease, but now we know that, for instance, scleroderma-associated interstitial lung disease will respond to one of the drugs. And then if you look at a very general group of diseases with progressing fibrosis in the lung, they responded to another drug. Together, this starts to tell us that one is we have a class of drugs, there's two FDA-approved drugs, that are antifibrotics in the lung, which means that regardless of the etiology, they will slow down fibrosis. And this re is really important. The other thing is when we start looking, and of course, all of these things have be to be taken with a grain of salt because we keep reanalyzing the same data. It does seem to, that these drugs also prolong life. And it does seem that you want to start taking them. There's no reason for you to sit and wait if you're a patient. Sometimes physicians say, oh, you're still in good shape. Maybe you wait. The data suggests that if there is a diagnosis of progressive pulmonary fibrosis, you want to take the, one of the two FDA-approved drugs. Interestingly, we still don't see a big difference between them, or we actually don't really see a difference. And from the patient's point of view, this is actually good. Because you try one, whichever your physician feels is appropriate, uh, and you definitely want to be seen by an expert in pulmonary fibrosis and interstitial lung disease. 
Um, but if, you, if there are side effects, there's another option. The other thing that I think is important is that because the time has passed, we're getting this confidence with the side effects. So when you start treatment, you want to actually speak to your physician, if you're a patient or a family member, and ask about the side effects, because they're actually relatively simple approaches that could mitigate most of the side effects. And again, reduce suffering, improve quality of life. So we're very excited. The work has been uh, uh, really rewarding. The fact that you had a, a new class of drug that now has been reproducibly shown to be effective and then indication is expanded is really a ray of hope. It also suggests to us that this was not like, a, how would you say, a lucky event. It suggests that potentially other drugs will also have uh, the same effects.